welcome back, Modern Commerce. You're here with us, Casey and John. As always, we're going to do something a little bit different today. John's actually going to be interviewing me about how I quit my job to work full-time on our YouTube podcast channel. Uh, we're going to get to that in just a second, right after these very important words about our sponsor of this episode. What's up, everybody? This is John and Casey from ModCom, and I have to show you something. All right. This tool is called Wicked Reports. It's one of the best attribution tools I've ever seen because of this feature called Funnel Vision. It breaks up your ROAS into top, middle, and bottom of funnel. So I'm here in my Facebook ads account and checking out this campaign, V-Day Sale. I'd probably be cutting this thing, right? If I was looking in Ads Manager or if I was looking at First Touch Attribution, I'd be like, you suck. 0.18 row ads, you're out. Uh, but if I look at it middle funnel, it's like one of the best closers. If I look at it bottom of funnel, it's one of the best closers. So that campaign is closing. I got to keep it running. I got to adjust the targeting in there and I got to adjust the creative in there. You know what I'm saying, Casey? John, if you look at the top campaign here, this four pack lob rolls, uh, you can see actually the exact opposite effect. It's, it's bringing people into the account, into this world really effectively, but it's not that closing type. So you kind of need a little bit of both, right? Like this is Can't the Kobe, close. one you described as the shack. Together, they make beautiful harmony in your ad account. Yeah, that one's lobbing it up. The other one's throwing it down. If you want to find out which of your campaigns are Kobe's, which ones are shacks, and which ones you should just cut entirely, don't even give them a roster spot, go to wickedreports.com and click the book a demo button. Oh, thanks, guys. Back to me. Uh, and uh, I'll bring in my uh, my good buddy here, John. John, how you doing, dude? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited for this. This may be the most I've been ever been excited about an interview. Wow. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a good one just because I don't feel like we get enough Casey on the show. You know what I, I mean? We, we, we bring in guests and then I always interview them. But yeah, man, how you doing? What 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 did you learn today? What did I learn today? Ooh, yeah. OK, I learned uh, I learned a good way how to put up some curtains today in my new house. Oh. And I, I put two sets of curtains onto the same rod. And so they like I in my head, I was like, so I'll be able the to move one really... independently of the other. Right. You it's need two rods works. for that. Yeah, so instead, gotta... like, I, did I go out and get another rod and install that into the wall? No, no, that's not. I case. put both curtains, threaded them together and it looks fine. <laughs> yeah. Now you can't put too much on, on one rod. It can only carry so much of a load, you know, that's um, I learned that you shouldn't go to fast food restaurants at noon. Cause it, it's not fast food anymore. You just, uh, just sit there and wait. You. Yeah. Like it defeats the purpose. Um, so yeah, it, um, it, that seemed like it should have been obvious. I guess I just don't usually go. I don't eat lunch at normal times. Um, you know, yeah, it dude, happens. I'm excited to talk about this today because, uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to, we don't actually, like I was trying to think about like which modern commerce episodes that we've actually talked about our own businesses and not often. Yeah. Like, I don't think we talk about our own business or like, we don't even really talk about like businesses we're consulting with or working with that often on ModCom. So, uh, this is going to be really interesting. Um, we, uh, obviously have been running this show for a while now. Uh, this one's been, this one is on episode 60. Today's episode 69. Had to give you the, had to give you the episode 69. Nice. And, uh, it's like basically two years of, of episodes almost, you know, we've, we've missed some here and there. Um, but recently, I mean, just to kind of like tie this up and, and, and 
kind of tell everyone the end from the beginning. <laughs> you actually quit, you know, any other full-time work uh, to work only on our, our media company that we're building and our podcasts. Um, but I want to start somewhere else here uh, because I think that you were like one of the earliest, legitimately one of the earliest like consumers of podcasts there are, right? Like I think a lot of people started getting on the podcast train in like 2015, Uh um, Yeah. Tell me like, when did you, Casey, start listening to podcasts? Man, it was legitimately, I mean, I, I don't know the exact date, but it had to have been around like the 2009, uh, kind of like right after we graduated high school. It was pretty quickly like <laughs> something I got into. Um, and I think one of the reasons for that, one of the reasons I was kind of ahead of the crowd on that thing, I kind of wish I would have launched a podcast back then, but I don't think I would have known I mean, enough to do much with it. I, but, you know, um, I wished I, I wish I would have bought Bitcoin when it was like a dollar, but fair enough. I guess we can do that all day. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think one of the reasons was because there wasn't really a great platform uh, to get podcasts on because they weren't that popular yet. Uh, now there's plenty of platforms you can listen to your favorite podcasts on. I mean, you got Apple Podcasts, you got Spotify, you got iHeartRadio, you got all kinds of different little ones too, all over the place. Um, but back then, I mean, the way I watched them was on YouTube. So not p people's first uh, thing they think of necessarily when they think about no. podcasting, but it's actually one of the, I mean, I, I think it officially is the the most, uh, the, the platform where most people listen to podcasts even today. And back then it was the only place you could really listen to them. So it, it's, yeah. So there's a qualifier on that. It's like, uh, of people who listen to a certain amount of podcasts. So sure. it's that some number out. like four hours a week. That's too high, but uh, maybe it's like five hours a month of podcasts or more. Uh, people who listen to like five hours a month of podcasts or more surveyed say that like it's actually statistically the highest, even even ahead of Spotify, barely. Um, right. So yeah, it, uh, <clears throat> it's a it's like was the first and then like uh, these other ones were like, you know, more for that. And then now it's kind of like making a comeback. Um, how did you get into consuming? Because 2000, not, nobody was listening to podcasts then. And I, dude, I honestly remember this. Like Casey came to visit me in college because <laughs> I went, we grew, we grew up together. Uh, I think we've said that on the show before, but for anyone who didn't know that already, you and I grew up together uh, and we were like, really good friends. I would venture to say best friends, you know, but I feel like I'm putting myself out there when I do that. I <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. We've been best friends for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you kind of have like another best friend too, but that's, oh, that's sad. That's uh, you talk like that, man. Um, like, and, and you went to college with him. I felt like the dude in super bad who like wasn't going to college <laughs> in the same spot you guys were, but I remember I know. came to visit me where I went to school and, and like he would just bust out his laptop and sit and watch this YouTube video where like nothing happened. Like it was just like a sh like a one shot of like these dudes talking for like hours. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you? And he was like, dude, this is just this is awesome. Like you should check it out. So I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to watch a three hour YouTube video. That's like basically 60 minutes, but three times longer. You know, it's just right. talking. Um, right. so I, I'm very curious how you even got on board with that. Right. Because that was, I mean, spoiler alert, that was the Joe Rogan experience that you were watching. Yeah. And that was no, I mean, I think people hear that now and they think that 
like oh okay now it makes sense but it didn't make sense back then either i mean no, no. i remember they, they used to do those live for one so it'd be kind of fun back then to do yeah. something not a lot of content uh especially like independent content outside of you know the big tv networks and stuff not a lot of stuff was really live back then might sound weird yeah. now but i mean we're talking over 10 years ago 15 ish years ago almost and nobody was doing live stuff so it was this cool like feeling you could be like oh i can kind of like participate almost in a show or watch it live like as it's happening with somebody who was a celebrity already but his podcast was unknown to anybody and uh it was one of those things where it was interesting watching that particular show the joe rogan experience which was the thing that sucked me into podcasts in general um it was weird watching that show start at a pretty humble place sure with a lot of celebrity to leverage there are some celebrity right. leverage he was the fear factor guy i think that was his biggest credit at that point which is right, weird to yeah. say too um, and that show just slowly but surely, you know, grew to become like, oh, this is actually something you, that is like a real show. Cool, cool, cool. And it's like, oh, podcasts now are kind of like a real lane to be in. And then a couple of years later, you're like, oh, Joe Rogan's podcast is the biggest like media program in the world. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it, it's I, I think like I was talking to. So do you remember I'm not how sure you I answered your question it? there, though. Honestly. Yeah. Do you remember how you even heard about it? Uh, I I don't actually recall how I heard about it, but I know the thing that that drew me in and kept me there was it just was super recognizable, even more so than it is now. Super recognizable that it was not all buttoned up, uh, kind of overproduced. Uh-huh. It was a very real conversation. I think back then, like it was a little bit of like there weren't always people around. I went from living in like a frat house full of dudes to like yeah. kind of like living on my own or you know whatever, and just kind of like miss some like background chatter and stuff and it was just nice to have that on kind of yeah, whenever so you just i want live your life to it kind of yeah. yeah and then like i said slowly but surely it just becomes bigger and you kind of like i don't know it was it was one of the first times i got sucked into a community and it was because they're having long-form conversations that you could not yeah get anywhere else and they were completely uncensored i mean to a ridiculous point so I, I think uh, I was talking to my dad about this actually my dad's a therapist like a licensed therapist he's got you know so he's a psychologist um <clears throat> and i was talking about like why it is that people like podcasts because someone told me a couple weeks ago we were talking about doing like a webinar you know like an e-commerce webinar e-commerce growth in 2023 type thing mm-hmm. um and they're like what are you thinking for length and i'm like i don't know hour 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 and a half and they're like i don't think anybody would sit in a webinar for, like nobody would t- like watch something that's an hour and a half long and I'm like, oh, I just have such a different mindset along around long form content. Like people watch Joe Rogan for three hours, three times a week, you know, like hour and a half is not that long. Uh, and she's like, well, in the middle of the day, like while they're working and stuff like that. And I'm like, I, I guess, you know, I'm maybe maybe that's when they're watching. Maybe that maybe it's not. Um, or maybe like, yeah, I mean, people just have more flexible work schedules now. Um, but yeah, I think I was talking to my dad about why, sorry, I kind of went on a rabbit hole or went on like a tangent there, but like, uh, I was talking to my my dad about why people like them and why I think you liked it specifically is, uh, as technology has advanced, uh, specifically like mobile devices, a lot of the way that we interact is digitally right so we interact with others on social media we text even and even when we were in high school it was becoming more and more like texting like not as much calling you rarely called somebody like i dated girls for six months that i never never once called right Mm -hmm. Um, we either texted or we hung out and 
uh, as social media got bigger, like, especially as it got into the palm of your hand, um, which is kind of the time period you're talking about, uh, most of the communication you had or interaction people were having with the world is digital and they do very little conversation. Like conversation is, is very rare now in most people's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and in some ways I think people like podcasting because it's just two people having a conversation or three people or four people or however many people Mm -hmm. having a conversation. Um, and like people create, like, I think a lot of people, there's so much entertainment, right? Like you can really pick anything. Like somebody could be watching this show or they could be watching something else. Like you could be watching something on Disney plus there's far more entertaining content out there, but I think people would rather listen to people have genuine conversations than like a lot of things, a lot of people, people who like podcasts anyway, um, because there's so little of that in their life, you know? Yeah. I'd even one up you and say like, I think that's what you liked it too, because you don't necessarily like people and having conversations very much, but like humans still crave human interaction. So I, I would even like take that one step further and say, yeah, in today's world, so much of communication is digital, no doubt. We're having fewer conversations, especially long form, long conversations. But also, I mean, we don't have the data charted, but like the qualitative, anecdotally, I will just say the qualitative, uh, you know, effect in a conversation has gone down too because it's like anything else the more you you exercise that muscle of having a long conversation with somebody just sit down and talk for an hour the more you get used to kind of the beats of a conversation and you and i have kind of built this chemistry a little bit not that we're the best podcasters in the world uh, or anything like that but i think we've seen somebody who struggles with even kind of like carrying a conversation for long enough and being aware that people are listening uh, which is kind of a second component to it i'm talking some people have even you know especially younger people you look at them and you're like oh you don't have a lot like when was the last time you had an hour-long conversation even they don't do that really you know even so i think having the a conversation down, and it's kind of a cycle in that way you have fewer and fewer because you don't have as rewarding an experience when you have the conversation so but yes your brain still craves that kind of thing so you just yeah. go and get that simulated. You're not actually in the conversation, but you're listening to it and the brain likes it. Like you said, I like the way you described it, living your life to it. it I think of it like the score of a, of a, you know, if you think of a soundtrack to a movie, that yeah. might be the poppy, like, oh, we watched a movie, you know, like that's like a, a, a break and we go to like a, a sound in the soundtrack. But like the yeah. score of a movie just kind of is the background. It could be like almost throughout the whole movie. That to me is a little bit more what podcasts are. Right. It's that it's that kind of like background sort of conversation to which you live your life. And <clears throat> I think you like that a lot because of where you were at in your life right then. You know, uh, you're kind of going through some like difficult stuff. Yeah. Like mentally, emotionally, physically, you were living with your mom who you don't I know happen to know you don't have a great relationship with. And uh, you like didn't really feel like you kind of dropped out of college and you like just didn't really yeah. feel like really worth you felt like pretty worthless you wouldn't even like interact with with me and like your other couple friends that you have and stuff like that and um like i think in in ways it was like the way that you were able to interact with humans in a way that you know you felt like you wouldn't be judged you know yeah and actually that's a great point because uh you know especially it being the joe rogan podcast it's changed a lot uh, you know since the beginning but uh, a lot of times it was just kind of like free form thought stream of consciousness And uh, it's weird to say, because Joe Rogan always says he's like the meathead, you know, kind of guy. But, he, you know, he's kind of become a pseudo intellectual these days, too. I don't think he claims that he's just kind of put in that uh, box, 
you know, by national media sometimes and by his fans and stuff. Um, but you know, he's older than me. He's kind of like my dad's age right around there. Um, and that non-judgment thing, like if I had my dad on camera talking to one of his friends for three hours, I probably would listen to that too, honestly, but he'd never do something like that. Um, so somebody like, it was just kind of like a, a couple factors kind of intersected and it made for like a recipe that like, Oh, Hey, I can get into this. It was that non-judgment zone, just hearing somebody of that age group, kind of like the parental age group, just kind of telling you how it is with that filter off, you know, that's right. pretty rare these days. I mean, go find me a kid or you know, I say kid, but go find me an 18 year old who has access to the conversations that like 40 year olds are having where they're not putting on their, Hey, we're talking to a kid filter. You know, that's, it's powerful. It felt, felt good to be able to kind of just get in there and be like, Oh, this is what they're actually thinking about in life. These are the things yeah. I actually need to prepare to begin to think about in life in the ne somewhat near future. Um, where yeah. honestly, I didn't feel like education did that stuff quite as like prudently, you know, there's a lot of like, right. just filler. I'll just say it. There's a lot of filler content as you go through like academia, you know, that won't, won't necessarily impact the rest of your adult life. You, I would say you certainly like had this, <clears throat> you feel a little bit differently about it than I do. You and I are really similar, but in, in some ways, there's like just we've talked about this before. There's these like subtle differences between the ways that we were brought up that like make you in some ways like more uh, like in need of something. Like I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you listen to somebody talk like you just listen to people have yeah. a conversation for like three hours. And now you're uh, on the other end of that when somebody's like 90 minutes. That's so long. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and like I, I think it made you like there's some subtle things like, for example, a couple things you just said is like you didn't feel like anybody had really prepared you to be an adult, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, what you'd always been really good at is just like picking something up and doing it. So teachers gave you praise, right? And if they didn't give you praise, it was because they were like, oh, he needs to apply himself more, right? But you're just mm -hmm. going through this curriculum that you didn't really feel like taught you to be an adult. Um, your main, you know, one of your two main caretakers, you didn't feel like prepared you to be a, an adult, um, and your other one, you, you kind of did feel like prepared you to be adult, but like your dad's like a very, like, you know, at least when you were, we were growing up, your dad's very much like, it's not like he's giving you long talks. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's <laughs> kind of straight to the point and no nonsense. And yeah. uh, so like, I think it was like something that you craved more than I ever did. Right. Like a, a, a dude, a kid with a therapist dad would probably never crave something like that. It's true. You know I mean? it, it's true. Yeah. I, my dad's kind <laughs> like, of I'm a, like, I need less of that from you. All right. Like no nonsense is, a, is an okay way to describe him for sure. But I, I always like to like work hard, play hard is kind of mm -hmm. what he always put out there. But yeah, like an artist, like your dad kind of being the yeah. therapist, more like, you know, right brain kind of guy. Uh, yeah, definitely like musician, other types of art, I'm sure as well. Um, like, my dad was not nearly as expressive. No. Although like the content of what he, if he was that way, the content of what he would have expressed, I'm sure I actually would have enjoyed a lot. Um, as I got a little bit older, you know, when you're too right. young, you're like, I don't, dad, I mean, come on. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to hear about John Wayne or like the shows you, you know, <laughs> like when he would and try to connect me at a young, young age, you'd be like, when I was your age, I'd watch John Wayne. I'd be like, oh man, you lost me. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I'm, I I'm gone. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. The attention span, you can't even handle the like 30 second long shots of those old movies like so, can you guys switch the camera for a sec please <laughs> like what even happened i can't even tell what happened like right uh, you know like it's in black and white and somebody fell off a horse i think they're supposed to be dead but i don't know yeah. um 
So, so fast forward me a little bit because, uh, you at that point in time were a big time podcast consumer, but you were in like in life kind of in like a low place. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, and, like, I think... and, and I never realized how much of a low place it was until much later when you came yeah. out of it and you were willing to tell me about it. Um, but like fast forward, like how did you like walk us through, you know, how you got from there to like, all right, we're do I'm doing a first episode of a podcast that I'm part of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fast forwarding just really quickly from there. You're right. It was a little bit of a low place uh, dealing definitely with some depression, some, some other like health issues and stuff too. Um, and, and I actually think that it's, it was trying not to, you know, first of all, I don't like the like, woe is me. Everybody has, I mean, everybody deals with depression in like the modern era. It's just kind of part of the deal, you know, and it's just managing yeah. that, I think. Um, and some people have more of an issue with it than others. Uh, but yeah, getting out of that funk is tough. And I actually do think that, you know, it's it's silly to attribute too much to this. And it's definitely not the only factor, but uh, kind of that social interaction, you know, is one way as it is, as one sided as it is listening to a podcast, it really is kind of another, it's a form of media, which is just humans connecting, you know, um, right that's the basic definition I would give to it is just a form of humans connecting and sure it's one-sided, but it was, it was nice. Like I said, it was something that could kind of, uh, it was a guiding light. It's something that it's never gone away. You know, it's something I just enjoy. I don't think I'll ever be an extrovert enough to get as much human interaction as I should have by having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. So yeah. for me, it's something that'll probably never go away. I'll always want to kind of have those kinds of things. Uh, I think that's, you know, I'm no brilliant conversationalist either, but I would attribute a lot. I mean, I don't practice having a lot of conversations. Most of the conversations I have nowadays, <laughs> viewers get to see. So yeah, um, I yeah. would actually attribute a lot of like the the things I do well, at least in conversation, not the stuttering and stuff. But I would attribute most of like the, the flow of conversation. Anytime we get going on a roll, which is kind of something we talk about every once in a while, like, oh, that podcast was going good. Uh, the beats in a conversation, noticing those kinds of things. Uh, there's a lot you can pick up from podcasts. And I, I'm kind of a fan of the idea that everything is education, depending on what you pull out of it. And learning how to like have a conversation is becoming a, a forgotten art, for sure. Yeah. And podcasting came along just in time to kind of revive that and hopefully bring it into a whole new generation, into like the Gen Z's and double alpha or whatever the heck we're, we call those. Yeah. I don't know what they're guys. calling the next. I don't, I don't know. Week. We don't need to worry about that for a couple of years. They're not going right. to be doing stuff, you know, rocket. They're not doing much yet for a while. That's like my kids. I don't know what they're, I think it's double. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But to, to bridge that to kind of now, I think that slowly over time, you, you know, we, we kind of reconnected and started working together, but slowly over time, I think you started, it started to make sense to you why podcasting made made sense to me and yeah. then once you kind of view it you get why it made sense to me you go oh that's not all that uncommon actually like there's a lot of people yeah. out there feeling that way and i think you noticed that hey there's probably um a need out there and i had always kind of talked about it uh i'm like a lot of times i feel like the spark plug for ideas we we mm -hmm. use the internal language of like bring an idea from zero to ten i'm real good at that zero to one maybe zero to two <laughs> stage i'll go like we podcast you know or something like i think i mentioned it but then you're kind of the guy you're like, once you see the vision for like, hey, that actually that actually That's might it. be a good idea. You kind of took the ball and, and we developed modern commerce and uh, just started doing it. It wasn't great at first. You could go back and watch no. the first episode now. It was fine. But we've learned a lot since then. And I think yeah. it's gotten better. 
Well, and it was like, uh, so, so I independently started consuming podcasts in a very different way than you did. Right. Right. Like, uh, like pure education I got, really is where you started. Yeah. As I got into my career, I started listening to podcasts that were like purely like educational content. Like I wanted to learn how to do things and yeah, I did kind of like the hosts and stuff like that, but like that wasn't, that wasn't why I was there. And, uh, so, so it did start to make sense to me a little bit. And, um, you know, even before we started working together, I was like, I like, I want to be a guest more often, or I'd like to have one or whatever. Um, I'll never forget. So, so the big thing was trying to see how it fit, right? Like uh, what we had at the time was an agency, right? So you you came back, you started working with me, you were raw. I, I taught you a lot of like how to do digital marketing and stuff like that. And we had this agency uh, where we were doing digital marketing for clients, e-commerce clients, right? Like kind of the normal thing. And uh, we wanted to do a podcast, but we're like, how does it fit? You know what I mean? It's, is it going to help us get clients? Probably not. Like we don't even have a website. So, uh, you know, it's probably not going to help us get clients if we don't have a website. Uh, and I'll never forget, like, I, I have these moments where it's like, I'll never forget this moment. Almost always I know in the moment that I'm like, oh, this is a pivotal moment. Like I can almost always tell. Right. Um, I think I texted you one night and I, I think I remember I was like getting into bed and I texted you and I said something along the lines of, hey, I'm going to start a weekly newsletter and I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know how we're going to monetize it but I'm just going to commit to doing the content every week. And it, so it started out as a newsletter. That's right. It was a newsletter first. Yes. And, and I think that probably went for like six weeks, but, but I had committed. I've, I'd been like, mm -hmm. I'm going to make the content. And mm -hmm. uh, then, so I probably did that for six weeks, eight weeks before I was like, man, I really hate doing a newsletter. And I remember you and this, you, you brought this kind of like, moment this like self-reflection to me of of you're like dude you've taught me a lot just by me asking you questions and like listening to what you have to say and having conversations with you and getting into topics like you're gonna be so much better in video format or in pod specifically in podcast format where you can work off of prompts um so then we just yeah we flipped it i didn't do the newsletter anymore and we started doing modern commerce but it was the same mindset it was like we don't know where this is going we don't know if we'll ever make money with it. We don't know if it's something that will help us get clients or what it is, but we're going to do modern commerce and it's going to be about growing, you know, online businesses at the, you know, mostly e-commerce. Uh, and we're just going to make the content every week. You're right. And that's that I would agree with the retelling of that tale. Um, and I think that would be on a very short list of the major tips I would give to anybody starting out is if you're wondering yeah. how to start, just start let that first episode be garbage don't even put it anywhere if you don't want to but yep. just start recording yourself uh, listen to it back at the very least even if you never do publish it but just get in the habit of starting to do it because that's going to be the main reason why most people don't succeed is they even they either never started or even within the realm of people who have had podcasts most have just gone extinct they're just yeah they're i mean I, I saw some stat that's like most of them last less than 
you know, uh, I don't know, 20 episodes or something like that. And the same with like any YouTube channel, right? Like how yeah. many YouTube channels have three videos on them? You know, for uh, so many, so most, many. And, I mean, most of them successfully. <laughs> um, we The newsletter thing we tried multiple times. I think we did a couple iterations of that, yep. if I remember right. And we were over at least two. I can think of two newsletters we tried. We're over yeah. two as far as I would say. I mean, maybe little bumps of success a little bit, but on podcasting you know you said less than what was it 20 views or 20 videos or something yeah yeah episodes i saw some I mean, stat like that we've yeah. surpassed that now twice we're two for two on that at least not that that's yep. the bar of success but we've entered into the playing field at least we're we're actually podcasting a lot so of that. it is committing so so you said something to to a guy who is launching a show on our other channel uh which mm-hmm. is a sports podcast triple cross Triple Cross, Cross podcast. podcast, your new favorite sports podcast. Yeah, if you guys want to want to check out the the sports pod, that's at that that's there. But uh, we have somebody launching a baseball show there, and you said something to me yesterday that you're like, uh, we did this mock episode that we kind of said beforehand. Hey, you know, we don't need to air this. On, we don't need to right. put this on the channel. Let's just practice, okay? Let's just practice making some content because that channel's pretty tight at this point. Like a lot of the content's pretty good. Um, yeah. And so we practiced and it was good. He did good. And uh, I was a little surprised because if he's watching, he's going to be offended. But he like kind of talks slow and he's not the most social person always and stuff like that. And so I didn't think he would be great, but he was really, really good, right? You know, in, in his in his practice episode. And so you were kind of like, we could put that on the channel. And he's like, yeah, I don't see why we wouldn't. And I think that's how a lot of people think about it. And I do, there is quality in just starting. But wh- what I mean, what we mean by starting is, commit to getting on the treadmill right so that's what the thing you said you said it's not just was it good enough to go on the channel it was what we're saying is are you ready to get on the treadmill now right mm-hmm. because the treadmill is making content on a schedule every week i think uh there's a famous author maybe it's stephen king uh who said yeah i i only write when i'm inspired i just happen to be inspired every day at 8 a.m uh, yeah and and that's what being a creator is that's what being a content like studio, a media company, whatever it is, is. And it's the same really for an e-commerce brand or any kind of brand that has to create media, right? Whether that's media for ads, whether it's organic or whatever, like you got to get on the treadmill and just be creating on a schedule all the time and not miss it, whether you're inspired or not. And whether Mm -hmm. you feel it, you know, whether you have an idea or not, like you got to like push record and make the cameras roll and do something, right? Yeah. Um, And that's the hard part. A, a couple of things about that. I mean, one, the guy you're referring to, uh, that's our guy, Matt. Yeah, you yeah. know, for those who are curious, that would be the first baseball episode for our Triple Cross uh, podcast channel. So if you're interested in that, yeah. uh, go click in the uh, the box up above here. I'll put a put a card to that episode up after we're uh, unless you're watching live, it's not there yet. I have to put that in after the show uh, <laughs> behind the curtain. Look there. Um, yeah, and then the other thing, uh, interesting, you brought up the Stephen King thing because yeah, he's one of those like most prolific writers of all time kind of guys. Yep. Um, and he just recently, or at least I heard about this just recently. I don't know when this happened, but uh, somebody that you're becoming very familiar with, another author, Asked George R. R. Martin. Yeah, George R. R. Martin, the writer of the Game of Thrones books, the Song of Ice and Fire books, is what they're called. Um, I've I've read those a while ago. You you're getting into them. You're you're pretty much done with them now. You've been flying through the audiobooks pretty sweet um george r. r martin asked stephen king because george r. r martin puts out a book about every 15 years he's super slow <laughs> but his product yeah. is good i i think yeah um 
which I'll pull that back to that's how I thought you would have to go about podcasting. Uh, but George R. R. Martin asked Stephen King, how do, how do you how do you do that? And that's essentially the answer he gave him is he said, I give him I write six pages a day. You just show up and you just do it. And some days you're going to put out a better product than other days. But the quantity, the sheer quantity, I mean, you can have a lot of real bad books when you write as many books as Stephen King. And right. I'm sure he then does. You're gonna, but then you're going to write cares. it. You're going to yeah. write it. You know what I mean? Nobody like, cares you're gonna about write bad books when you have yeah. so many good books. So that's that's the that was something that I think I never fully got until we were on that treadmill. And we weren't really yeah. shooting once a week. I mean, there's a reason why we're at 69 episodes in almost two years, not quite two years. Um, we missed some weeks in there. And yeah. that was something I don't think we realized we were committing to then. Um, at some point along the road, you know, we started realizing, hey, this is about being consistent and putting the content out and you got to let some episodes be better than others while also figuring out how do we optimize and hit like how do we make a good episode still within that because yeah. it all becomes about like hey let's hopefully we can make it and at least get it done you know that can't be how you slam dunk stuff either so it's this kind of like balancing beam kind of yeah. act and now that we're shooting a ton of episodes across multiple channels uh we're sensing just how complicated that formula can be but it also makes you understand how there's only so many creators that emerge past that kind of initial bubble and actually break through is you, you find that balance, you start figuring it out a little bit. So I think that's the zone we're in right now. And uh, I'm happy to, I'm happy to say that I think we're making some good strides. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's like you, you end up like, a lot of times people say we should start a podcast or we should start a YouTube channel when they have like two or three real good ideas. You know what I right. mean? Maybe and even those real good ideas, a real good idea is pretty hit and miss. You know, a real good idea is maybe a 50% hit rate on if you do it, you execute it and make it right. good. Yeah. Well, and, and for podcasts specifically, I think a lot of people start uh, a podcast with a friend who, mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's say they debate, you know, let's say they like to talk about Star Wars. Sure. Uh, they have like four or five real good conversations in them. Right. They don't have 80. Right. So, so that's why it get, that's why you stop creating content 10 pieces in 20 pieces in 30 pieces in is because you didn't realize that like, you don't have as much material in the bank as you thought. And so it's a constant, like you're coming up with material to talk about, or you're taking the thing in a different direction so that you have some repeatable formats like interviewing guests or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's the same thing of any content you're creating. If it's ad content, if it's podcast content, if you're like a YouTuber, right? It's any content you're creating. Like you don't have, I saw my favorite comment on that video that you're talking about, uh, where, where George R.R. R. Martin asks Stephen King, like, how do you put out so many books? Like, I feel like I have a good six months if I write three chapters. Right. You've written like three books in that time. And my favorite comment, my favorite thing anyone said in the comments was, Stephen King writes like it's his job. George R.R. R. Martin writes like it's a fun hobby that got way bigger than he ever expected. And, 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 and that's so like, if you're going to like, if, if what you want to do is be a creator full time, right? Or if you, what you want to do is do anything that requires a lot of media full time, a lot of content to be created on a, on a regular basis, you got to do it like it's your job. And do you, 
do your job the best you possibly can every single day. Like, no, you have some bad days. You make some mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, you take some shots that don't work out. Uh, you have some days where you don't try very hard and it, it totally works out. Right. So it's the same thing with creating, right? Like you just, it, you got to do it like it's your job. Uh, if you actually want to make it your job. Now you can always have it be a fun hobby, you know? That's exactly uh, it. I, I'm of the mindset that basically anybody could, break through some level and essentially be a podcaster for whatever that yeah. means to them. You know, I think anybody could, uh, to what degree and to what degree of success you do that. There's a lot of factors that go into that. Uh, but back to like the reason why I got sucked into podcasting and why I think podcasting will continue to get bigger in the future. And a lot of content will start to take some, some lessons from podcasting is because it's just, it's such a it sounds like such just nonsense speak, but it's a truer like form of communication than yep. most things that are being consumed. And that's something that people will always crave. And not everybody can do it to the level of like a Joe Rogan, right? The reason Joe Rogan's show is huge is one, he was already a celebrity. Two, he can have a conversation, which we already talked about. Not everybody is even fully capable of having a full on conversation. And three, he's still capable of having a full-on conversation, yeah. even with a lot of stuff going on, knowing literally millions of people are watching. Right. Um, that gets to people. That really yes. gets to people. And not like we've been there. But we've done some stuff where definitely thousands, maybe tens of yeah. thousands of people Tens of watched. thousands. And uh, yeah, that's, that's one of those bars you got to get over. But I think I appreciate those bars as a creator now, the more that we're doing this stuff. Because if it was easy, everybody would do it and be super successful at it. And even though you want it to be easy for anybody to do, you still want the cream to rise at the top and you want yeah. essentially people to have a skill when, when you're listening to them talk, you either want them yeah. to be super entertaining uh, just on their own, like a storyteller type of person. They turn anything into like a story that's interesting or somebody like you, John, who has been leading a ton of interviews who can do interviews like nobody's business. Uh, that's yeah. a, a mechanism you can use over and over again and be entertaining. Um, or somebody who's like really funny, maybe and just kind yeah. of sprinkling jokes all the time. You need some kind of skill, uh, some electrician just talking about electrical components and stuff all day long. There might be some novelty material. to that, but it would never be enormous. It could probably never replace their day job. Right. Why do you think people don't, what do you think stops people from, well, actually two part question. Do you think that people's problem is starting? And, and if you're, if you're watching live, uh, I would love for you to hop into the chat right now and tell us this in terms of like being a creator, being a YouTuber, being a podcaster, or even just creating content regularly is the problem starting, right? Like people have a hard time starting or is the problem like starting and then stopping running out of material. So that's part one of the question. And if the problem is starting, cause I think we've kind of under unpacked that, like, yeah, use this is why you start and run out of material. If the problem is starting, what do you think it is that stops people from starting mm. yeah the, i think the biggest thing that stops people from starting isn't actually like some feeling of like oh I, I can't do it you know i don't think it's actually some insecurity thing um it might be at its deepest roots but the real thing you hear people say is like oh i really just need like this done before i do that yep. you know but something that they're kidding themselves on usually uh, not not everybody but the ones who never do start the ones who do have a hard time you just don't realize you're actually making excuses. It's just the, you know, there's some truth to some of those things like, oh yeah, like I didn't have a background. I mean, this isn't something fancy either, but like I, did, I it didn't particularly like the setup I had visually for doing a video yeah. podcast. 
and we could have been like, you know what, let's wait until my background gets better. And I think that would have like naturally only happened about now, and we would be two years behind where we actually started. Or never. You know? it or never. never happened. More likely, absolutely never. You just got to like take your lumps and you know what will actually push you to, I mean, it's such a dumb example, but to actually just buy the, you know, backdrop and, and improve that, you know, it'll actually make you do that is by starting and shooting one, yeah. two, three episodes of something and going, God, you know, yeah, there was a reason I why I thought it. I had to wait to start this. It's because I hate that. So now let me change it because I'm going to keep doing it. So now let me change it. If you're that person yeah. and attack it with that mindset, I'm not saying you're guaranteed success, but you're guaranteed to at least give yourself a chance to succeed. Whereas that other person probably never starts. I think, uh, yeah. So if, if starting is your problem, if you're watching live now, I'm, I'm still invite you to hop into the chat because I think I have theories, a theory that it's, it's one of two reasons, one of two things that stops people from just starting and going. Um, <clears throat> the first thing is exactly what you said, some kind of barrier. I loved podcasts. You love podcasts. We worked together for a year before we ever started a podcast. Uh, to me, the barrier was always that I didn't really know how to get it on Spotify and Apple podcasts. And that was where I consumed podcasts. And in it, like to me, I never thought of a some podcast. I, I never thought of YouTube as a channel that like we could just, just release the podcast there. But at the end of the day, while that's not ideal, while ideally we would like to release it everywhere. It was like, Hey, you know how, what would make us start is if we just post it on YouTube because we know how to do that. Um, yeah, YouTube's so, not like, exactly the like broadcast yourself platform it used to be. I mean, it's still pretty right. much is, but it's there's a little more going on there now. But it is still the most accessible platform to just put on some content. And right, well, we knew how to do it. Okay, like yep. I didn't, we didn't have to go figure out how to get it on on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Figure out how to get. We knew how to do it. It's very easy, right? And that's why we did the newsletter. That's why I did the newsletter thing first because I knew how to do it. So yep. I think that it was. It's one of two things. So the first thing is some kind of barrier to entry um, that's holding you back. Like, oh, my background doesn't look good. I don't have good light. I'm like, it's going to be so much easier to be a content creator if you just and, and fix the thing that you're talking about if you start, because if you start making a podcast. You don't know how to put it on Apple Pod, Apple, Apple podcasts. You don't know how to put it on Spotify. Guess what you're going to figure out real quick once you start one, how to put it on there. Guess what you'll never yeah. ever learn if you don't start one. Yeah. You don't thing. even, you're never how are you it. even going to learn that? You won't even have like a file to try to, you won't even have a file to put on there if you do learn it. So you'll get stuck uh, at the logo stage. Hey, add your logo. You'll be like, Oh, I don't have one of those. I, I guess don't even I'm have one of those. This. Yeah. So, so that's one reason I think people have a, have a hard time starting. The other reason I think people have a hard time starting is the same reason people struggle to start any business and it's fear and mm -hmm. people do this thing. I'll tell a story. So I knew, uh, I knew a guy who was like kind of launching a business. It was a, it was a service business. Um, and it was, but it wasn't like an agency, right? So there was some stuff he had to do beforehand. He specifically has to be able to take insurance as payment. Um, and he did stuff like, you know, he got certified with all the insurance companies. Fine. You know, that's part of the starting process for him. Uh, he, you know, look, read a book on how to run this kind of business. And, you know, he got his like office set up and he got like, he did all of these things that were not going and getting customers. He did all these things that were not going and actually making this business something that was making money and, and, you know, profitable, making it a business. He basically kept it as a hobby because why? 
Because if he actually tried to do those things, right? If he actually went out and started asking other professionals for referrals, right? And if he actually went out and started running ads to get customers and it didn't work and he didn't get any customers, then it's like he wanted this thing. He, he had this dream and he actually tried it. He actually did the things he was supposed to do and he actually made an attempt and did his best effort and he failed. And that's then, what people are afraid of. Then you and just feel inadequate and you don't feel deserving of your dream. You don't even yeah. feel deserving of having that dream sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not even living the dream. Like I'm just not like, good. I enough. don't even deserve to like want to be a podcast. I think that's the other reason people, I think that's the other reason any kind of content creator doesn't start. Um, that That's my theory. And then the, the third thing would be, you know, people who do start, but you know, run out of content because they don't realize they're getting on a treadmill. Um, Kayla, I would definitely I, I want to other gears. Yeah, you say say whatever you have kind of. Yeah, on just last and, little bit here. I would definitely say, in general, if we had to do it over again, uh, or actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. But uh, for somebody new starting, I would say best to start with a broad subject and kind yeah. of find out where you fit in in that, where you tend to talk about the most within a broad subject, and then maybe niche down after that. I wouldn't necessarily, unless you have a super tight plan for this i wouldn't necessarily if we were starting a podcast about sports again today i would not make a podcast about specifically like pass protection technique for <laughs> outside offensive tackles uh for a particular scheme of football like you would just you could i mean honestly you could cover all of that in one you know one episode or anything but like you're gonna run out of stuff faster than if you go we're doing an, uh, a podcast about sports and sometimes yep. we'll talk football, sometimes we'll talk baseball. Within that, we go into this thing, you know, leave yourselves room to grow. And after a while, I think it is smart to kind of niche down into something yeah. where like you're going to be able to put out content that your followers or your community uh, will get to know what to expect a little bit better. But early on, do not box yourself in. Just let the creative juices flow and figure out about you need to like be prepared to actually it sounds so stupid and cheesy, but you need to be prepared to learn a little bit about yourself and where you actually like fit into the conversation most naturally. Yeah, I, I, I mean, every it's the it's the contrary advice that you get is like, oh, you got to niche down so people know uh, mm -hmm. who you are and know like you have a reason to, to follow you. Um, if it, the, you got to get over the like creation hump. Right. So there's this hump that you got to get over where like one, you have to start and two, you have to put out content. You have to get on the treadmill and run on it for a little while after right. you've run on it for a while, maybe three months, whatever. It, I would say I don't I bet we didn't miss an episode for 10 weeks. You know what I mean? Because I knew yeah. like I had this feeling in like my gut that I'm like, we can't miss one. And yeah. by the time we missed one, it was like we knew it doesn't matter if we miss this week, we're going to do it, you know? Right. Um, and, and humans are creatures of habit, but in podcasting in particular, from our own experience, it is insane to me how fast once you've shot every week for the last three weeks, even if you're doing one episode a week, you just start to get into a flow. And the exact yeah. opposite is true. When we take one week off and we maybe yeah. air a banked episode that we do rarely or something, even coming back two weeks a two week gap, you know, 14 days from the last time you shoot stuff already is a little bit clunkier. You, you fall into traps in talking that you never normally would even some buttons that for mm -hmm. behind the scenes stuff or some of the stuff we put on for this interface, 
you'll forget like the particular way to do those things. It's funny how quickly some of those details just to make to bring your show from like this level to this level, that stuff goes out the window almost immediately when you start missing your your scheduled spots. There there's a there's a concept in in distance running, which is my background as an athlete, that uh the training takes a quarter of the time to leave you as it did to come. Right. So mm. You had to train for four months to get as fit as you are. You only have to stop training for a month and that's all gone. All of that four months of training. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I think that, that was that sort of, but like, yes, start broad, get over that creator hump. And then you do need, ultimately you probably need to niche down because of the topic that I want to ask you about next. And that is how do you create something that people are actually like, there's a reason to watch, right? So, mm. you know, with modern commerce, what is it that, you know, we kind of created that people actually want to watch. And then the same thing with, with triple cross, you know, this was a good, somebody said this to me the other day, like you have a basketball podcast. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, how many 30 old white dudes have a basketball podcast? Like, there's so many, why would anybody listen to you? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so that's what I want to get into next is like, how is it that we went? So at first it's like, go like, that's the bar biggest barrier. Sure. If you're past yeah. that barrier already, right. congratulations. Let's get you beat into out most how, people who want to have a podcast. Already. Yes. So, so let's get into, or any kind of, you want to be any kind of creator yeah, or right. any kind any of business to be honest. Right. Yeah. So, so, but let's get into, okay. Now, once you've first go, then grow, how do you grow? Yeah, I don't know that we'll actually. You might not agree with this. We haven't. We didn't really talk about this beforehand. But um, whether it's Modern Commerce or Triple Cross or other show or anybody else doing anything, um, I guess I would point to how much content is out there. And taste is subjective by nature. I mean, it's the most subjective yeah. thing there could be. Uh, <laughs> is what people choose to like. They, they don't even really choose. It's just you like what you like. Um, yeah. And there's plenty of content I've looked at that forget about the duration i would just never watch it could be a minute long clip and in the first two seconds I'm like not for me skip we've all done that on tiktok right but you know that content's out there and sometimes it's impressive how many impressions or uh, how many views those types of things have so you go oh, i don't like it but somebody likes it and right. i think the best mindset to have as a creator is somebody's going to like it and yeah. the best way to make sure that if you do reach the person who will ultimately like it the best litmus test for like is this going to be something they like is do you like it and can you enjoy doing it? Cause that's a big yeah. part of it. If we were on here and we hated doing marketing podcasts and every time we're like, uh, so I guess we'll pull up an ad account and look at some metrics and stuff. I don't know. Like <laughs> we just don't want to be here. Nobody's yeah. listening to that. But yeah. if we're excited about it and we go, I don't know, like, yeah, marketing isn't always the most sexy, sexy thing to talk about and business in general isn't, but sometimes we play like a little fun game or even within just regular conversations. We try to try to stay a little loose, try to stay fresh, try to be somewhat entertaining. We don't mind going on a little tangent, going down a rabbit hole, having a good time just talking about something else if it pops up. Um, I think that's really important and it's easy to to discredit that when you're thinking, no, people won't like that because we're not talking about the thing we're supposed to talk about or something. People are usually, I'm of this mindset at least, people will usually appreciate the authenticity more and i am not the person saying like you just got to be you man no i think you do need to be strategic and be smart about what you put out there but the most important thing is to try to strategically come up with things you think will work but you'll also be behind in execution not something yeah. you'll begrudgingly fulfill 
Right. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think um, any content that people want to consume, for the most part, it either educates them, inspires them, or entertains them. Right. Sure. So, keep it simple and just say, what is it that we're doing? Are we inspiring? Are we educating? Are we entertaining? Are we doing some combination of the three? Uh, so with modern commerce, it was just very clear from the beginning. You know, we don't have to be funny. We don't have to be the best podcast person. And in some ways, I'm glad we started modern com first because it was like, we just have to tell people what we know and we know we know a lot, right? Yep. And and so then once once you've decided, what am I really doing here? Am I educating? Am I inspiring? Am I entertaining? you have to have, there's something we've said before, like when we're doing a show, that's not really getting any viewers at first, which is everything, every content, all the content you create, it's not going to get any viewers. The algorithm of whatever platform hates you automatically, immediately. Don't judge yourself on your first episodes. And as a consumer, you're so skewed on that. I don't care what platform you consume on. You're like, Oh, you see these creators and you're like, they're just doing that, this kind of stuff. I could create that kind of stuff. Lots of people can create it. That doesn't mean it's going to get watched. Okay. We'll get into like how we even started getting viewers and stuff like that in a second. But in that phase where nobody is watching your stuff, you have to just have some faith that you're making good content. If you've decided, Hey, you know, this is going to be mainly an informational educational type of, of, uh, you know, content stream, right? Whatever it is, whether it's podcasting or whether it's, we, we have another friend who uh, has like a marketing YouTube channel where she doesn't podcast. She just kind of does like how to's and different like takes on marketing and stuff like that. Um, Whatever it is. Okay. It's educational. It's informational. And and I'm going to have faith that I'm putting out good content. You know, it's inspiring. I'm going to have faith. I'm putting out good content. It's entertaining. I'm going to have faith that, you know, we're putting out good content and people are being entertained. Um, And then you just got to keep creating it and have the faith at first. Uh, Personally, I would never build a business that someone like Casey could quit their full-time job for uh, based on, you know, oh, we just have faith we're making good content. So I do want to get into that and shift into that, Casey, of like, how was it that you get, how is it that you get traction and get like, start getting viewers and getting people watching and, growing it well i think the good news for anybody watching this show uh is that you probably have some experience in marketing uh this is just kind of what we've built our audience around uh maybe you're just a, a business podcast listener in general but if you happen to have any marketing experience i would say it's it's a pretty lateral move mindset wise it's all about what you're giving and what you're asking in return yeah. that give ask kind of relationship and it's important to be honest with yourself and objective with your content in am i expecting too much for what i'm putting out there um yeah. i mean for example anybody who's watching this episode who watched the previous episode right before it or any episode before it you probably notice a big change in john's background uh <laughs> for example and that's not an accident those yeah. things don't just fall into place they're again they're 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 thought about ahead of time. They're premeditated. You had to actually look for the items that you wanted, or maybe you stumbled across them. You go, Oh, got to have that. That's awesome. Uh, but usually you're kind of like, I kind of know what I want. I kind of know the vibe I want at least. Um, and how do you land on that thing? Again, it's the same thing. Is it going to be a space where I feel comfortable doing it? That's a huge thing. And is it something that if somebody else uh, speaking about similar stuff was in this space, would I watch it? 
I think that's right. the best thing you can try to do to optimize. And it's not for everybody, but at least then in kind of, this is one of the situations where kind of gut optimizing helps you is if you're shooting stuff that's true to you, at least as what you would be as a viewer and you do get viewers that way, then you can kind of reasonably assume that you have a pretty good idea of what those viewers like. Cause they're probably the same things that you like. Um, and, and particularly before you get to that place where you have any real feedback, I would say just focus on that give ask relationship uh, before you start doing the gut optimizing thing, because you do need to, you do need to sometimes incentivize people to, to show up. If you can do on the other channel, we do some giveaways, you know, we, we give away yeah. some gift cards. If we're doing an NBA show, we'll give away some NBA shop gift cards. Like why not? Yeah. That's how it, we could have the best conversation about, Kyrie Irving, uh, for example, but nobody's going to see it, right? Unless unless they see it, give him a you reason. Know? It doesn't matter how good it was unless somebody watches it. So we need to make sure that somebody who's interested in that guy happens to be there. Well, find something that they want even more than your your thing, and kind of incept your content into them into their brains. I would say that gaining viewership as a creator. <clears throat> It's the same thing as gaining traction in any kind of business. Yep. First, you have to call it a business and treat it like a business. Agreed. Right. So uh, <clears throat> you're never going to gain traction as an e-commerce brand if you don't think it's a business, right? Like if you just, if it's like a hobby, um, you know, you're going to knit some, you're, you're going to crochet some hats for your friends and family. That's what you're going to do. You're not, it's never going to be a business if it's just a hobby. Okay. Um so this is the same thing with being a creator, same thing with running an e-commerce business, a SaaS, whatever. You have to see it as business and treat it as a business. Once you start doing that, then you start saying, well, how do I get the right people to look at it and see it and hear about it um, and decide whether it's right for them or not? Uh, I think almost always, again, with being a creator, with being a YouTuber, a podcaster, same with any other kind of business, you find some kind of hack or thing that works for you to start right so for mm -hmm. for modern commerce uh we started doing this thing where you know we gained a little viewership we we just ran some i mean our background is paid so the best place to find that thing that works for you is like what do you already know about right so right. we just invested a little bit of money into into paid to get people to start watching our, you know, videos on YouTube and some of them subscribed and some of them came back and watched again. And, and like, um, it's, it's pretty simple, right? Like just get it in front of people. Some will come back and watch. And then the big breakthrough hack was once we had some like respectable viewership and a respectable looking channel, we just started asking people who we would want to be agency clients to be on the podcast. Right. And we did this building a brand series uh, and then it was like, we started asking people who we want to be agency clients to be on the podcast. They had, they came, they had this conversation with us. We vibed with them and then we worked with them and it was like, Oh, now we've kind of made money from the podcast. Why don't we take some of that money and reinvest it into growing the podcast? Right. And that's pretty simple. That's how you run a business. You spend some money, you make some money, hopefully more than you spent. And then you take some of that money you made and you reinvest it into growing it. And then it grows, right? And like, that's how I, I would always build businesses. I always think of things in terms of like paid impressions, right? If I'm going to do something, mm -hmm. whether it's creating or launching a product or whatever, I'm going to pay to get it in front of people to see, is it good? Like, do people like it? Do people want it? Um, and this is the same thing with Triple Cross, right? For that, for, for there, the hack was kind of 
the giveaways, right? And we we pay to get the giveaways in front of people. And then it's crazy how much of them will just start watching our videos, start interacting with our videos, join us live and have conversations with us live because they like sports, you know, just because they want to win tickets to, you know, an NBA game or an NFL game, uh, you know, because they want something for free. That doesn't mean they don't actually like sports. And in fact, they probably right. do if they want to win those tickets, right? So it, it just, you find some kind of hack from your own background and knowledge and, and then treat it like a business. That's it. Like that is the key to getting viewership. I think as a creator, no matter what you're creating. So that's why we've spent so much time on just getting that creation rhythm and be a creator and do the thing. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, when you start thinking about growing it and you start thinking about it as a business, it's honestly not that hard to grow it as long as you're creating. I don't want to sound like a guru. So I'll say it like this. There is no lesson that I could say to somebody who's trying to make content tomorrow or that you could say to somebody who's start trying to start make new content tomorrow. There's nothing that we could pass on to you that will be more insightful and applicable to you than the stuff that you are going to find out for yourself if you just start now. You'll have yep. your own insights in a couple of weeks probably and better yeah. ones in the next couple of months. And six months in, you're going to know more about your situation to where you can't just ask somebody, Hey, what do I do? You'll be like, I, I already know that won't work. Cause I, you're going to have more factors yeah. at your disposal and you're going to understand it pretty well. I will say this, you know, so that that's how you get better. You're going to learn stuff along the way. I don't want to make it sound like there's any particular things and I don't want to sound like it, like we've reached a mountaintop either. Um, but I will say no. this, this is something I've learned different than maybe starting a business similar in some ways, but I think even harder um, cause it's kind of similar you're putting yourself out there when you're making content and it's really yeah. easy to think like that guy. I sound like a nice guy, by the way, he said how many white 30 something year old dudes have a basketball podcast. Why would they listen to yours? I it would like, be easy for somebody with, yeah, well, but somebody with thin skin could take that and be like, I think I need to not do this yeah, a good podcast point. anymore. Like, you know what I mean? But you can't think like that. And you already are aware of a lot of the things that could help you out but you don't want to subscribe to it. Cause I always think of some like teeny bopper, like girl, like influencer, like when they say like, uh, you know, like smile at the haters, like things like that. Hey, haters, things like, like, I, I don't know why <laughs> I always think of some like little TikToker or something. Cause that's like, yeah. they actually say it out loud, but I do think you kind of need that mindset. Like that guy might've meant nice things, but like not a particularly nice message when you like think about like, what did he mean by that? Does yeah. he mean nobody should watch my show? Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. One why opinion. That doesn't matter at all. And you hear a lot of creators, they don't, they don't, uh, you know, check out the comments on their own content after a certain point because it's the internet. It's overwhelmingly going to turn negative at some point. It just will. Yeah. That's how all content ends up uh, on the internet uh, because there's no accountability for actions on the internet. So if somebody wants to be negative, there's no reason that they can't be. It takes especially cool people to make up and build a, a really good community, which is always the thing that we have in mind when we're trying to build up communities around the stuff we're doing. Um, so we appreciate anybody who's watching this. Yes. Thank you. Um, all right. So I want to get into a couple things. I do have to wrap here in a second. Cause I got a haircut, dude. Yeah. This sure. It's been a minute. I, that's what I'm wearing. A hat. I never wear a hat. Go and... off King. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Now I'm just so, stuck in those like, little... yeah, nice. now you're just I've never, said that. I've never said that before on, on TikToker. That yeah, was the first time I've ever said that. I feel Great. special that I witnessed it. Yeah. Um, so I want to, how do you decide to quit a job for this? You know what I mean? I, and I think maybe the underlying question there is, is how do you monetize your content? That's like a whole rabbit hole. We don't have to go down in because I mean, the answer at the end of the day is like, you know, 
sell you have eyeballs other people find eyeballs valuable you know you, there's some kind of value exchange that happens there okay but how is it that you decide to quit your job to be a full-time content creator influencer whatever or i mean honestly i would apply it like quit your job to follow your side hustle you know what i mean um, because that's what, I mean, that, that's what we're titling the episode and that's what you've done, right? You, mm -hmm. you uh, our agency that we were running at the time, it got acquired by a bigger agency. They acqui hired you and I, uh, they bought me out. And then a few months later you left and you started doing this, uh, full time. So how is it that you make that decision? I think there's a lot of factors that go into that and no two people's situations are exactly the same. So like, don't quit your job because of anything I'm saying at this point, but maybe start to think about some of these things and think about whether or not these stars have already aligned maybe for you in some ways. And also think about how you could maybe nudge some of those stars to get in line for you as you're kind of considering doing this in maybe the near future. Um, I think the thing that comes to mind first and foremost for me in particular and my personality is I never probably, I would have been one of those people who never started a podcast if it was always just on me. You know, it's yeah. been, honestly, it's been, you know, almost it, after listening to podcasts for a couple of years and knowing, kind of having the sense that like these things are going to blow up. I did think back then like, Hey, it would be cool to do a show about something. I had no idea what, but that wasn't really the barrier. I was in that excuse making. Uh, there's a reason why I know why people don't start making these things because I had, you know, maybe 15 years worth almost of of excuse making within my own brain that I never even <laughs> externalized to people. I would say, one, uh, have faith in like a team if, that, if you're that kind of person who needs it. Like you're a big reason, you know, and, and it's not just us two now either um, kind of working on things like knowing your strengths and weaknesses and being aware of that is super huge. And if if you're not just being like overly critical of yourself, you know, like I don't know how to monetize this at all. I mean, but you're expecting to quit your job and not lose any money the next month. Like, okay, well, you're setting yourself up for a bad time if you know that yeah. you don't have that within your skill set. So uh, maybe try to find somebody who that is their skill set. Even if you are if you know nothing about business, I don't know how you'd be watching this show, but you could go find somebody who just generally in your mind, it's your, your brother-in-law, your sister-in-law, your mom's friend or whatever. If you, somebody who just has a business of their own, like, they're going to be able to tell you so much about kind of the, the ins and outs of like just running a business. Cause that's what you're doing. If you're quitting your job to make content for a living. Um, let's see what else about, about that. What was the original question? I'm sorry. What is it that, how do, how do you decide to quit your job to do this? Right. Is there some mark? I, I guess maybe a better, more clarifying question is like, is there some marker that you should be looking for? You know what I mean? Is there some benchmark? I think that again that that you have to find your marker I think cuz yeah. not everybody is looking for the same result in life no. you know um I mean I have a cousin who picked up his life and he moved to California you know just to LA like so many people have done right he did this in uh I don't know it must have been like the 2000s uh late 2000s something like that and no plan that I knew of specifically or anything like that um I think a lot of people do that. They think LA might maybe the city of dreams go there and you'll yeah. be a movie star or whatever the heck you're thinking. Uh, it is, an a, it is probably, a, place a lot of people probably like we're kind of hating on him at the time. Right. Or like criticizing him. Like what are you really doing? easy to do that? Right. Cause like, right. what, why do you think you deserve to go and, and what are the odds he's actually going to hit it big? So you're going right. to look smart later. But, probably. but that's the thing is what does hit it big even mean? I would be willing to wager 
Actually, this is probably not true of him because he he's always had big dreams. Uh, he probably wanted to be the biggest star in the world, and he he's actually, you know, uh, he's, he's very successful. So yeah, he's a huge, he's uh, basically an influencer. It does a few things, but I would say the most, uh, the best tag you put on him is influencer. Um, he's <laughs> got millions of followers. He's super popular. Um, but I would say that you should have some kind of like anytime you're doing something new like this and taking a big chance, I think you need to have a marker, a bar of success going into it. Like, what do I expect? And like, what am I okay with living yeah. with, you know, like, and knowing that you might be okay with taking like a hit to your lifestyle because it's worth it to you. That's another one of those motivating factors. That's probably going to actually, hopefully at least it will propel you to, to do more and more of what you're doing and yeah. better and better versions of it um because you you've taken a hit to your lifestyle and you kind of want to see a return on that you know you're like i'll stop doing such and such which will save me yeah. x amount of dollars per month and that'll help me get by but really you want that thing there's a reason you spent money on that thing so you want to yeah. replace that money in your life so setting yourself up making not being super rash but having somewhat of an idea exactly give yourselves give give yourself a reason to succeed which is weird yeah. to say because otherwise it's just too easy to fall into one of the millions of traps of like self-fulfilling prophecy that you don't deserve it or you're an imposter or, or that nobody's watching so nobody ever will watch uh there's a mil you bet you need an ironclad ego if you're just going to ego your way through becoming a content creator you know what i mean <laughs> i don't think yeah. it's actually possible like unless no. you just literally don't hit a speed bump which is not going to happen uh you need to have a little bit of like okay i need to be creative and think about how to get around this or how this is going to fit into my brain in a way where i again allow myself to be successful because if you think of it as a dream it'll always just remain a dream i think if you start thinking yeah. of it as a, of it like a job start treating it like a job it can become a job yes if you do it right you gotta treat it like a business i mean yeah no i, I there's risk right but but i i mean one of the things i commend you for is you assess risk but at the end of the day you kind of just say like okay i you know what does this mean i'm gonna give up what is this what, what's what, what's my you cap your loss right you say okay worst possible case scenario here's what can happen um and then you, you have this faith, right? And sometimes I feel, sometimes I will be honest, like sometimes I feel like, like a, the bird, like heavy's the head, right? That, that wears the crown. Um, yep. Sometimes I feel this burden that, uh, man, this sounds so cocky. Other people have this tendency to sort of like believe that like, if John is doing it, I want on board, right? Like, um, and I, I actually think that yeah. about you. Like if, if Casey's, if this is his full focus, and this is what he's up to. Like I want on board, like I would hitch my wagon there. And especially when it comes to content creation and media. Um, so yeah, I'm going to wrap, you know, uh, by, by saying that saying, I appreciate you. Um, this was fun. So this was interesting. Cause this is sort of like a how to backstory kind of origin story. Um, what we might do, I think with this series is, is just do check-ins, right. As we're building this yeah. as of right now, we're overall sort of like, kind of breaking even, you know, maybe losing a little mo money some months, maybe making a little money some months with the media company, you know, paying Casey's salary, paying one other person's salary um, and that kind of thing. And, and so as we build this into something bigger and the shows grow and all that stuff, I think we're kind of, it might become kind of like a public journal of like, Hey, here's some theories that we had, you know, last time we talked, here's what we tested out. Here's what worked. Here's what, what didn't, here's the theories we have now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that might come become sort of a, a building the show, you know, 
uh, series. So uh, I, I uh, yeah. that's kind of why I want to do it. If, if no other reason, it's a little masturbatory, but just to have a public journal between you and I about this stuff. I like it, man. I like it. And we've definitely hit that point where I'm not saying we struggle for things to talk about, but 70 episodes in, I mean, we have covered a lot yeah. of topics that we're, you know, and covered them pretty thoroughly. So it is nice to have something that can be recurring that we just kind of talk a little bit more off the cuff and from the heart. And honestly, uh, I think we've said it a few times, you know, we kind of share ideas. I come up with an idea for an episode. You kind of, when you told me you wanted to, to do this as an idea for the episode, I did not know what we were really going to talk about kind of <laughs> when we started. And uh, now I feel like we hardly covered anything and we're 70 plus minutes in. And, yeah. uh, and now I'm like, oh, this need to be, needs to be a hundred part series <laughs> like, yeah because we yeah. didn't even scratch the surface it's but I would love to get more. Right? we'll get into more specifics yeah. i think in the future of like hey we tried this Agreed. and this really worked or i've noticed this about the youtube algorithm or whatever i think but i think you know we want to get that into that in the future but i think that like the the core basics were important to cover like you gotta come you gotta just start creating and then start you know you gotta commit to the treadmill and and talk about something and do something that like enjoy and gives you energy i heard somebody say the other day like you know if you want to have a, a podcast about premier league soccer that's great but if you're gonna like not like be bummed that on a friday night you're just looking up stat sheets from premier league so soccer games you know then that's not for you you got to kind of love it you know uh and, and so so i think that's like the basics is like if you're going to be any kind of creator you got to kind of love it and that's probably true of any real you know, if you're starting like a passion business, right, which definitely creating is. So uh, that's the basics. That's the backstory. That's the origin story of Casey, where we are now, you know, kind of breaking even kind of the, it's got traction. It's got enough traction that we could continue at this rate um, if, if need be. But hopefully we won't. Hopefully we'll blow it up yeah. uh, even before the next time we, we check in on this. Um, Casey, thanks for being on. Thanks for being Thank a guest. You. I, I, I want to end by you. saying I appreciate you too, John. You had already said that and I didn't reciprocate yet. So I appreciate you, Modern Commerce. We both appreciate you for hanging in here and watching with us. This, this episode ran a little long. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please, if you did enjoy it, drop a like onto the video. Ring that bell to get live notifications so that you can jump on these live shows, maybe interact with us. Drop a comment below for maybe an episode idea. What would you like to see from this channel? Uh, what would you like to hear us talk about as we talk about our media company in the future? And as always, Modern Commerce, until next time, we'll see ya. Bye.